This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we begin a series called Building Character. In these teachings, Pastor Rick teaches us why it's important for us to mature in our faith. He shows us how to continually grow and develop spiritually so we can become more like Jesus. Before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means that every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called, Making Hard Changes in Me. If you'll take out your message note, and I want us to look at making the hard changes in me. How do I make the changes in me that I want to make, but just seem to be stubborn parts of my personality that I just can't seem to to change? You know, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you way too much to let you stay that way. And so his goal is to make you like Christ. How does he do that? Are you just walking down the street one day and he zaps you and instantly you think like Christ and feel like Christ and talk like Christ and have emotions like Christ. No, 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 it's a process. The verse there on the top of your outline, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says that it's a process. It says it like this. As God's spirit works within us, we're being transformed to become more and more like Christ. This change from one degree of glory to another comes from the Lord. Now notice, it's a process. It's incremental. It's not instant that the changes that you want to make in you and the changes God wants to make in you to make you more like Christ are gradual. In fact, the message paraphrase says, our lives gradually become brighter and brighter. Now, the classic chapter in the Bible on spiritual growth and change is Ephesians chapter 4. If you have a Bible, you could turn there. We're going to look at verses 11 to 32, because in that passage of Scripture, it gives us six elements, six elements that God's Spirit uses uh, to make us spiritually mature. Now, we're going to look at that passage, but we'll also include a lot of other passages too. Now, before we look at those six characteristics of change that are the hard parts to change in our lives, I want to first ask, why is it so hard to change? Why are personal defects so hard to change? Well, let me give you three or four reasons. First, it's hard to change those personal defects because I've had them so long. You see, you didn't get the way you are overnight. You didn't collect all your hurts and your habits and your hangups, you know, in a week or two. You, you, It actually took years for you to get messed up like you are today, and me the same way. Many of the patterns that we have as adults were established way back in childhood. And, you know, those patterns may have helped you cope emotionally. Sometimes they're survival tactics, but they also can be self-defeating as an adult. And, uh, And you know it, but sometimes we know they're familiar and you're used to them. And so it's hard to let go of some long, Uh, standing patterns in our lives. We've had those defects for a long time, 
and it's kind of who we are. And that leads me to the second reason, and it's because I identify with my defects. You know, the fact is, we often confuse our identity with our weaknesses, with our defects, with our problems, with our, the thorns in our lives. You know, we'll say, I am a workaholic, or I'm passive aggressive, or I'm just a timid person, or I, I'm an overeater, whatever. You know, when you see yourself in a certain way, you're setting yourself up for self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, when you say things like, you know, I always get nervous on planes. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get nervous on planes. You often, uh, we have these uh, things in our lives that we don't like, but we're so identified with them, we have this unconscious fear. You know, if I change, will I still be me? Will I still be me? And so that's a problem. Now, there's a third reason that we have a hard time dealing with our defects, and that's because every defect has a payoff. You may not realize it, but every de defect has some kind of payoff or reward behind it. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. I want you to write this down. Whatever is being repeated is being rewarded. In your life, in my life, whatever is being repeated, whatever behavior, whether it's self-defeating or not, it's being repeated over and over, well, there's a reward somewhere. Whatever's being repeated is being rewarded. You see, we don't keep doing things that aren't rewarded somehow. So anytime there's a negative behavior in, in my life or in your life, and it's being repeated over and over uh, with yourself or with your kids or with your, your, your mate uh, or your partner, uh, it, there's some payoff, even if it's only temporary. And if you're going to change, you're going to have to figure out what that payoff is so you can say, well, that's not really worth it. You know, uh, let me give you an example. If the mom in your family yells to get kids to the meal, then pretty soon the kids learn that yelling works and the mom learns that yelling works and we the kids actually, you know, reinforce it in the mom. She keeps yelling because they don't come the first time when she says dinner's ready, but she goes, dinner's ready. Now it works. And so she repeats it. Sometimes we have a, a negative behavior, a self-defeating behavior, and it's really masking my real pain. Uh, that's sometimes we hold on to it. Or it gives me an excuse to fail. You know, sometimes we actually set ourselves up for failure or, or it compensates for my guilt. I, I'm feeling bad about something. And so I think, well, I got to pay for it. And we do it through this, through this defect. Or sometimes people use their defects to control other people and they can get very manipulative uh, about that. Sometimes uh, a defect can, can cause me to get more attention. Now, the, what I'm saying is there are lots of different motivations for negative and self-defeating behavior in our lives that cause us to keep doing it even though we know it's self-defeating. So it, it's, it can be our identity. It, it can be uh, you know, something that we think that uh, I can't do without. Uh, let me give you a fourth one. Satan fights it. The reason why it's hard to change things in your life is because Satan fights those changes. The Bible calls him the accuser. And he's constantly suggesting negative thoughts to you. He says things to you like, you can't change. I mean, it's hopeless. You've had that 
that, that defect, that weakness, that problem in your character, you've had it all your life. It's, it's never going to change. No matter what you try, it's not going to work. You may as well give up. Those are words from the evil one. And that keeps you, uh, you know, stuck in a rut. Sometimes Satan uses fear. And he, he says things like, you know, if you rock the boat, something bad is going to happen uh, in, in your job, in your relationship, in your marriage, in your friendship. Uh, if you rock the boat, people are going to walk out of your life. If you change too much, no one will like you anymore. These are all different reasons, and I just went over them very, very fast because I want to get to the real answer, and that is, what does it take for real change to happen in my life? How do I make the hard changes in me? We can all make easy changes, but I'm talking about the most difficult changes in my life. What does it take? Well, Ephesians chapter four teaches us six principles. You might write these down. Number one, real change begins with new thinking. This is why we're doing this series, because the way you think affects the way you feel, and the way you feel affects the way you act. Remember, we started with this thought and this principle that if you want to change the way you act, if you want to change your behavior, you don't focus on your actions or behavior, you focus on your thinking. Because if you change your thinking, it's going to change the way you feel. And if you change the way you feel, it'll change the way you act. What you think you are. Remember we said that the battle is won or lost in your mind. It's not won or lost in the actions, it's won or lost in your mind. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. If you've missed any part of today's teaching, you can listen online anytime at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. If you want to make your time in prayer the best it can be, then you're going to want to get a copy of the brand new 2022 Daily Hope Prayer Journal. This year's theme, Connecting with Jesus, the source of living water, will help you tap into God's power and presence as you discover the keys to praying with passion and purpose. This hardcover journal features a soft touch cover and 235 beautifully designed pages filled with inspiring Bible verses, photos, and artwork. It's a spiritual growth tool designed to help you enjoy a vibrant prayer life, connect with the Lord, and establish a consistent daily prayer time. As you use this journal, you'll be amazed at how faithful God is to answer your prayers. You'll be reminded every day how much God loves you and wants to be part of your life. When you give a gift to help Daily Hope reach people around the world with the hope of Jesus, we'll send you the all-new 2022 Daily Hope Prayer Journal to say thanks. Quantities are limited, so don't wait. Go to PastorRick.com to get your 2022 prayer journal and have your gift matched up to $100,000. Or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. Now the Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. There must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. A spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. That is, change the way you think. This is why daily time with God is so important, because you have daily renewal when you have daily time with God. 
you know, the contemporary English version of this verse says, let the spirit change your way of thinking. This is not something you can do on your own. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible calls it the fruit of the spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is in your life, the fruit of the spirit is an inside job. And it says the fruit of the spirit is love and joy and peace. Love is, uh, uh, the fruit of the spirit is patience. It's gentleness, it's goodness. It's self-control, it's meekness. Now, you, these are the fruit of the Spirit, but you can't just tie them onto your life. You can't transform yourself to be like Christ on your own power. To really change, you have to stop thinking like the world does. Now, this is verse 17 to 19 in Ephesians chapter four. It says this. Don't keep living as the ungodly do, for they are hopelessly confused in their thinking. Their closed minds are full of darkness. They're far away from the life that God gives because they have shut their minds. You might circle that. They have shut their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They don't care anymore about right or wrong, and they've indulged themselves in all kinds of immorality and evil thinking and constant desire for more. That's materialism. The true view is often the exact opposite of the conventional wisdom. In, in, in life, whatever the world says, figure the exact opposite and figure that's gonna be what the truth is. The opposite of what the world thinks about money, the opposite of what the world thinks about work, the opposite of what the world thinks about sex or fame or what matters most, because we can't think like the world and have our lives be transformed by God. Another verse that says the same thing that Ephesians 4 is, is Romans 12 too. Don't, do not conform to the values and opinions of this world. The values and opinions. He says, don't conform. Instead, let God transform you by teaching you the right and true way to think. Let, let me just be blunt in this first point. If you want to be transformed, you can't be conformed. If you wanna be transformed by God, you wanna be a totally different woman, a totally different man, then you can't be conformed to what our society and what our culture and, and what the world is saying. You can't do this on your own power. On the screen, the Bible says this, 1 Corinthians 3, 19. The wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. What the world calls smart, God calls stupid. That's in the message paraphrase. I love that. So what we're saying is if it's gonna, if you're gonna change, you're gonna have to start by changing the way you think. And that's not just something you do by yourself. Ephesians 4.23, let the spirit change your way of thinking. Okay, I got it, Rick. I got it. Let the spirit change my way of thinking. How does this Holy Spirit do that? How does he change my way of thinking? That's point number two. Real change requires learning the truth. Real change requires learning the truth. We all know the famous words of Jesus. He said, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. You know this. But did you know that the night before Jesus went to the cross, Jesus prayed this in John 17, 17. He said, use the truth to make them complete. Your word is truth. God uses the truth to make us complete. And what is the truth? It's his word. 
The secret to personal change is not willpower. It's not pill power. It's not resolutions. The secret to personal change in the hard areas of my life is knowing and applying the truth, which is in the word of God. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is the truth. So here's the goal. Again, in Ephesians chapter four, verses 14 and 15, he says, if we spend time in the word of God, if we spend time soaking our minds with the truth, this is how we change the way we think. This is how the spirit changes our thoughts. He says there in verse 14 and 15, then we will no longer be like children, forever changing our minds about what we believe because somebody's told us something different or made it made a lie sound like the truth. Instead, we will hold to the truth in love, becoming more and more like Christ, who's the head of his body, the church. Now, what is that verse saying? Why is the truth so important? Well, remember I said at the beginning of this series, behind every self-defeating behavior is a lie I'm believing. Behind every sin, behind every self-defeating behavior, behind anything that's self-defeating in my life, there's a lie that I'm believing. It's not only giving me a payoff, I'm believing something that's just not true. Now, it may be something about myself that's not true. Uh, It may be something about life that's not true. It may be something about my past that isn't true. Uh, I may be believing something about others that's not true, or something about success, or something about the present. Uh, I may be believing a lie about God. Uh, I may be be believing a lie about failure, or I may be believing a lie about the future. I'm just saying that whenever I get a self-defeating behavior, I'm believing something that simply isn't true. Now, Jesus said, I am the truth. But in Ephesians 4.21, the Bible says, since you have learned all about him, Jesus, who is the truth, you have learned the truth that is in Jesus. The more you get to know Jesus, the more truth you're gonna have in your life. And that means you can trust Jesus' word. If he came back to life on Easter Sunday and resurrected, then we can believe everything else he says because he has proven he is God. Now, if you trust God's word, it's going to help you in four different ways. Here's a verse on your screen, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. And it says this about the Bible. All scripture is inspired by God, and it is useful. And then he mentions four ways the Bible is useful. Notice this. To teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it straightens us out, and it teaches us to do what it is, is right. It is God's way of preparing us in every way, fully equipped for every good thing that God wants us to do. Now, in the King James Version, it says, God's word is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. In other words, it shows us the path to walk on. It shows us how we got off the path. The Bible shows us how to get back on the path, and the Bible shows us how to stay on the path. That's the four things the Bible teaches us to do. So, in review, if I'm gonna make permanent changes in my life, first I gotta change the way I think, and that involves the Holy Spirit helping me. And how does he help me? By getting into the Bible, by getting into God's Word. The truth is transforming. And the more truth you get in your life, the more transformed you're gonna be. 
If your life is not changing, it means you're not spending enough time in the Word of God. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Did you know that today there's still almost 3,000 groups of people around the world that have no Bible, no believer in Christ, and no body of Christ, no church? Over 3,000 of those small tribes One of the reasons I started Daily Hope was to help bring this awareness to the world and raise the funds to get a Bible, a believer, and a body of Christ in these last 3,000 tribes. I call it the final frontier. These people not only need to hear about the love of Jesus, they need to grow up. They need to be discipled in their faith. Now, I, I admit this is a big vision. But it's an important vision. It's a global vision. It's a timely vision. But every vision requires provision. And honestly, we wouldn't be able to even go after these tribes without your help. And that's why I can't fully express how much I appreciate your support for Daily Hope. When you give to this ministry, you're not only supporting this broadcast, but you're supporting our efforts to go to the final frontier, the final 3,000 tribes that have no Bible, no believer, and no body of Christ. Now, friends, even if you can't help us financially, I want to ask you to pray. Pray for us and pray these specific prayer requests that I will faithfully teach God's Word in a way that blesses you and penetrates the hearts of people who don't know Christ. Pray for the Daily Hope team that God will encourage them as they create all of our discipleship tools and materials which we want you to have to help you. And most of all, pray for these unreached tribes and groups of people who've never heard the name of Jesus. I'm praying for you during uh, this Christmas season. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. You make it possible. Now, in order to help get God's word out to the world, very generous friends have pledged a matching grant to Daily Hope. That means any gift you give will be matched up to $100,000. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.